This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Change, Redefining Success, the podcast designed to inspire you and give you actionable information to enhance, up-level, reimagine, and reinvent your life and your livelihood. No matter where you started, where you are now, or where you've been, you too can lead an authentic, first-class life. Each week, new stories of turning points and transformation will help you define what success means to you so you can live your best life on your terms. Now here's your host, first-class life mentor and certified Profiting From Your Passions coach, Kate Bessler. Welcome to Change, Redefining Success. I'm your host, Kate Fessler, and my guest today is Dr. Morgan Oaks. Dr. Morgan is a chiropractor, shamanic practitioner, high-performance coach, and transformational keynote speaker whose passion is empowering people in every facet of their life. A gifted visionary with a holistic view of life, Dr. Morgan is able to inspire people to develop and trust their intuition, integrate their life wisdom, and to cultivate the courage to take inspired action. His goal is to take people from where they are to where their body, mind, and soul are wanting them to be. Welcome, Dr. Morgan. Thank you, Kay. It's really wonderful to be here with you today. You are a chiropractor and a shamanic practitioner, among other things. Which came first? Uh, definitely the chiropractor. I had, uh, had grown up and had got some really tremendous results with sports injuries through chiropractic, and so, yeah. After being an engineer, I stepped into chiropractic as my next piece. I think most people have heard of chiropractors, but give me a brief description. In a nutshell, what does a chiropractor do, and how are they different than other types of doctors? Yeah, so a chiropractor is really focused on the frame of the body. So typically, we're working on the spine. That's where we're doing a lot of our work. But the bigger picture is making sure that the nervous system is connected to the body so that health and wellness can come about because the body's always trying to heal itself. We cut our hand. We don't have to think about it. We don't have to do anything. The body's already trying to heal itself. So I feel like chiropractic really helps people's innate body to heal and transform into, you know, the highest expression of life. And sometimes that's through adjustments. Sometimes it's through, you know, nutrition, wellness lifestyle. So yeah, that's, that's really what most of us are focused on in the chiropractic profession. So it's not just cracking your back, as they say. It's not just that. And I got to be honest, a lot of people um, don't enjoy having their back cracked. So there's lots of ways to do chiropractic. And I think it's really about meeting people where it is that they're wanting to have that experience and helping them go from where they are to, you know, that, that healthier expression. So, yeah, you don't even have to crack the back to get the results. So... Now tell me what a shamanic practitioner is and how that works. Yeah, so less people know about this one. And, and shamanism is really what native healers all over the world have done for you know, tens of thousands of years. And it really, I feel like it's more working on a soul level. You know, there's, there's a lot of, the way that I a lot of times will explain it is we have expressions in our society for things that shamanic practitioners work on. So let's say we hear, oh my gosh, like Sue's never been the same since the divorce. That can be something a shamanism could help. 
or you know Jim was never the same after the auto accident. It can be something like that. Um, also, you know, I think we look at businesses and homes where somebody always moves in, they're there for a couple years, and then they move out, and it takes a long time for it to sell. So that's where I'll see it in the real estate market. So we'll also do like house and business blessings. Um, it's just a, a really another avenue to help empower people outside of chiropractic or other traditional healing modalities. So how does one become a shamanic practitioner? What's the process? Yeah, so historically, uh, shamanism a lot of times would run in a family lineage and it would be passed on through the family. Um, There's other times where something traumatic like a a near-death experience or an illness may happen that would pull a person into that. And at this point, you know, the shamanic uh, teacher who says really that the time of the shaman is over. And by that, what she means is that this thing that was really special just for a few people historically, she feels like it's opening up and that all these tools and gifts and these abilities to connect on a deeper way to the world we live in, that those are available for everybody. And so for me, the way it it showed up was I was at a point in my life where I had started a new business. I was about a year in, the, the funds from the loan were running out. I was afraid I was going to lose my business. I just got out of a four-year relationship. I had wrecked a vehicle. Um, and much like a really horrible country song, I had you know, lost my house, lost my dog, lost my, you know, crashed my truck. And, uh, and for me, it was at that time that you know, synchronicity started showing up, different intuitions, my dreams really changed. And I started meeting just really different people in my life. And so for me, that was kind of the opening that I stepped through to have, uh, have this part of my life develop. And, and at this point, I think it's a little bit different for everybody, but more and more people are getting just clearer access to these gifts that are available for everyone. Did you always know that you were a healer? Were you focused on that as a profession at an early age? Oh, absolutely not. I uh, Honestly, at this point, I always laugh and say I grew up a muggle, kind of in that Harry Potter framework. Like, I, you know, I grew up in a small town in Wyoming. Um, I was good at math and science, so my counselor said engineering. And I loved mechanical things, so I, I went to college. I became a mechanical engineer. I was just really focused on, you know, the things that everybody else around me was fo- were focused on. And it wasn't until... I was looking to transition out of engineering. I had had such great results with chiropractic. I had referred so many people over to my chiropractors that I thought, you know, maybe this is a possibility for me. And then, you know, on a, on a level beyond that, it was another few years even into being a chiropractor that I realized that ultimately chiropractic's one aspect of healing. And when it comes to true empowerment, if, if I get their spine and their body super healthy and the rest of their life is a mess, that, that that's not the whole picture. So I feel like I transitioned from chiropractor into healer um, a few years after being in the profession and that that's really where a lot of this took off and, and where I truly became a healer, you know, focused on people's whole, whole experience of life. Yeah, it, was, it definitely came to me later in life. Yeah, your website, drmorganoaks.com, mentions mechanical engineering. Also, firefighting and stand-up comedy. 
That is quite a <laughs> combination, especially when you add in the chiropractic and shamanic healing. You're like a superhero. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Yeah, there's a certain way that I could describe it where it sounds like just complete chaos. And in other ways, you know, the, the engineering really led into chiropractic to me very congruently. Uh, everything that we use in engineering, we stole from Mother Nature. So that's all, you know, biomechanics and, and engineering. Um, you know, I love doing comedy on the side. It was in my first practice, I was really Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I, I would uh, meet Dr. Oaks all week long at the practice. And then I was driving from Fort Collins down to Denver and I was doing stand-up comedy on the weekend. So I had just all these compartments in my life that weren't, uh, that weren't really mixed together. And a big part of me being in Seattle has been, how do I integrate the fact that I do love to have fun and I enjoy humor? Um, I have a part that's a healer. I have a part that, you know, really wants to address not only the physical body, but the, also the soul. And so, yeah, Seattle's really been a, a place for me to try and integrate all those uh, seemingly different aspects into, <laughs> into one experience in one person. And as if that weren't enough, somewhere along the line, you became a high-performance coach. What does high-performance mean in this context? Yeah, high-performance. Now, that's something I've done a lot of training through Brennan Burchard. And one thing that I really love about him is he's really focused on business, but he brings a lot of deep heart and meaning into what he's doing. And, and as a high-performance coach, you're really looking at the whole person, um, I describe it as, you know, if you've got all these different marbles and you pour them into one funnel and then you just kind of shake the funnel, like every marble will eventually come out the bottom. And, you know, so whether it's personal life, business life, it's health, it's relationship, you know, whatever it might be, all of those different marbles in our life can move through this funnel of high performance and be positively impacted because they're all, you know, ultimately connected to each other. So we're looking at energy and courage and clarity in our life. We're looking at um, influence and really just how all those aspects of our life work together, not for peak performance that might only last, you know, for a week or two or through a month or through a certain project. And then there's a, a crash and a fallout, but how do all of those pieces of our life really be operating at the level that we want in a sustainable way throughout our life? That's an interesting, um, an interesting perspective. I don't think that I've ever thought about before that peak performance is sort of like hitting the mountaintop and then you have to come down the other side, but high performance is sort of a continual thing. Yeah. You know, for me, I, I, I tend to always have a coach and I've spent a lot of time, you know, whether it's with my physical body or my health or my spiritual teacher or my business coach, you know, I've had all these different coaches and a lot of times what's typically true in my experience has been that they only care about their aspect of my life. You know, my, my spiritual coach wasn't concerned about my business. My, my physical fitness person really didn't care about my relationship. My, you know, my, my relationship counselor, you know, wasn't tracking, you know, these other pieces of my life. And, and that's what I liked about high performance was that it, it realizes that we're a whole person, that all these things um, are happening at the same time. And how do, we, how do we make sure they're just supporting each other? So for me, it was a real 
just a, a deeper layer, layer of integration of all these other pieces that um, I was already trying to affect a positive change with. And I just, um, it's like I would start juggling and I would get, you know, three balls in the air. But as soon as I tried to add that fourth, I would, I would drop all of them and they would hit the ground. And for me, this feels like the piece that helps me juggle all the balls that are, uh, that are actually a part of my life and, uh, and be able to do it, you know, as gracefully as possible. I guess the natural progression of having a passion to empower people is speaking to inspire. You are a transformational keynote speaker. What types of audiences do you generally speak to and what are some of the topics you share with them? You know, it's, it's been mixed audiences. I'm really finding that, well, you always want to speak to a crowd that wants to hear you, right? That's the, that's the starting place. So I like speaking to audiences that they have something that they're shooting for. So if it's a, you know, if it's a company, if it's employees, they have this group mission that they're working towards. If it's, you know, I've been speaking to other speakers and aspiring speakers because they're, you know, they're in a certain place and they have a vision of this other place that they're moving towards. And I find that some of the gifts that I share really help people with that. So it's, it's usually people that have some type of aspiration in their life that they're moving towards. And maybe they don't know how to get there. Or they feel like, you know, they have two of the pieces and they're missing the third piece. Um, and, and a lot of times, you know, the framework that I'm really working with most right now is around clarity courage and inspired action. And I feel like, you know, it's, it's two halves of the same coin. If, you know, we know these people that have a ton of clarity in their life, they know exactly who they are and what they want to be doing in their life, but maybe they're not courageously taking action in that direction. And then the equation doesn't work. Or maybe we know people that they're taking a ton of action. They're always hustling. They're always moving. They're always in forward momentum. It just not be may not be forward towards where they're actually wanting to go. So it's it's really disjointed. So, you know, to really simplify it, it's you know I, I try to help people get really good about listening, and then stepping, and then it's time to listen again and step again so that you know that they can be really being you know living the most congruent life that's true to what their passions are, what their gifts and talents are, you know the lifestyle they're wanting. Um, you know, and then around that, I offer just, you know, different, uh, different tools to help them get in touch with deeper clarity to really foster and facilitate courageous living. And then the inspired action is a lot of high performance coaching principles to, to help make sure that they've got the mindset and the physical energy to, yeah, so keep living into that dream. So I was going to ask you about how chiropractic fits into that, but I think you just said it, that probably helps with the physical energy. Yes and no. It's interesting. I got to say, I've, um, I've integrated a lot of my high performance coaching into my chiropractic business because, you know, a lot of chiropractors don't speak to people about their breath. You know, they may not speak to people about, you know, how are you going through your work day to make sure that, you know, the first hour of the day is as productive as the last. And one of the big things that gets shared, um, yeah, one of the pieces that gets shared is really looking at, you know, are you taking breaks throughout the day to make sure that you're, you're well-nourished, you know, nutrition-wise, um, hydrated, that you're breathing and you have enough oxygen? Um, yeah, so I got to say, all my things, you know, again, as kind of <laughs> shotgun 
approach and is uh, kind of all across the board as they've seen, they've really integrated together in a way that my high-performance coaching really lifts up my chiropractic practice and my everything that I know about the human body and physiology and nutrition and health and wellness integrates and lifts up my high-performance coaching as well. So I've really you know, quote unquote, lucked out, you know, I don't believe there's any accidents, but I really did luck into the fact that all these just help lift each other up and, and create synergy. Have you found that there's more of an acceptance of the need for these types of things in corporate America? I have, I have. And, and what's interesting a good friend of mine has a podcast called the spiritual entrepreneur podcast. And what she ends up doing is interviewing um, people kind of in that, in that area that not, that we're not always aware of where, you know, let's say Oprah, if Oprah hadn't shared all of these books and a lot of the things that she does in her personal life, and she just showed up as an amazing businesswoman, which she obviously is. If she hadn't shared insights into the way she thinks about the world and moves through it, we wouldn't know that she's a spiritual being. And what I'm finding a lot of now is that, you know, kind of this, you know, the, the CEOs of, you know, Fortune 500 companies and some of these top level performers, whether they're authors or speakers or actors, thought leaders, they all have so many things in common. And it's, it's kind of the more woo woo. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's meditating and not working harder to actually get things done. It's, you know, it's, it's bringing in mindset and it's bringing in a lot of these tools that have worked for honestly tens of thousands of years that we're just now getting research around to, you know, to support what's truly been happening there. And I am finding more and more that some of the, a lot of the people that are living a life that I would like to live, that they're integrating a lot of these principles and, and the time I think of kind of that, you know, 1980s, we're just going to hustle and be the business person with no balance. And, you know, you know, a lot of the things that we might imagine, you know, especially they'd get, get demonstrated really well in 80s movies. Um, that time's really over. It wasn't sustainable. It wasn't healthy or happy for anyone. And now it really is that, that time for an entrepreneur to find themselves, which is, you know, the area that you really work in, helping people find out who they are so that they can you know, have a career that really supports the direction they're wanting to go, or at least that's how I interpret your work. Um, you know, how do they, how do they find that and live that and do it in a good way? And all these principles um, really play into some of the top performers that we know at this time. Mm -hmm. And live the lifestyle that they want to be living. Even Ariana Huffington is now a big supporter of getting enough sleep. <laughs> Yeah, I you know, I saw her speak at one of Brendan Burchard's events and yeah, she was somebody she was doing the hustle, she was crushing it outwardly, you know, it, it looked amazing and it, it wasn't sustainable and she, you know, physically and energetically crashed and and it was a huge awakening for her. And I I think it's really healthy because if we if we don't hear that sleep is important, that balance is important, that, you know, I think we all just think we need to be working harder and doing more. And it's, um, it's not the true answer and it's not sustainable. And I think it, you know, we really risk missing out on some of the, the juiciest parts of life if, if that's what we're chasing. Mm -hmm. 
We are almost out of time, so I have to ask you, what is one book or resource that changed your life that you would recommend to people? Oh, so I'm horrible. When anybody says one, I pick two. Uh, and so I'm going to pick two, but I'm going to do it quickly. <laughs> so the book that I, that's been most impactful to me has been The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. I, it was gifted to me a few years ago. I read it at least once a year. Every time I read it, it, it gives me another opportunity to look at my life and see where in, you know, the, the story for those that don't know, it's about a, a, a shepherd that goes on this adventure to find a treasure. And there's all these different chapters in his life that he kind of moves and evolves through in the process. And it really gives me a chance to go, which, which chapter of my life am I in? Have I settled for something that's not serving me? Do I need to keep going? So I love that one as a framework. Uh, and it's just a really enjoyable story. And then the other thing that's probably been the most transformational is the Buddhist forgiveness prayer. Um, that was gifted to me uh, through a, a session with a shamanic practitioner about eight years ago. And she recommended that I, I read it daily for like a month. I think it was a, a homework thing to kind of integrate uh, a soul retrieval that I had gone through. And it was up in my shower for about four years. I would read it out loud every single time I showered. And, and for the last eight years, you know, even without having it posted, it's just a constant way to look at, you know, is there anybody I have, yeah, that I haven't treated the best that I would like to ask for forgiveness from? Is there anybody that's done anything to me that I need to forgive them for? Are there any places in life where something has happened and I'm not quite ready to forgive them? So I get to do work around that. And then lastly, are there places in my life where I'm not treating myself the way that I truly deserve to be treated? And, and so there's some forgiveness built in there. And it feels like that's just a piece of sandpaper that I've, that I've used in my own personal growth work on myself for the last eight years. That's been incredibly powerful. There's always another layer waiting there for me to work on. That does sound incredibly powerful. Um, you know, the alchemist, yeah. I just recently, it's funny you mentioned that because I just recently found, did you know they turned it into like a uh, graphic novel? No. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to look that up. How is it? Yeah, I, do they do a good job with it? Yeah, I think so. It's a little bit, it's, well, obviously it's different um, than just reading a book, but um, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. Uh, I'm very excited about that. I've been hearing rumors. There's uh they're trying to get a movie pulled together around it. And what a, I mean, with that book, I think that book, has been sold up there. Like it's the only book that's really up there near the level of the Bible, as far as number of copies sold. And uh, yeah, to recreate that, that's a really brave uh, endeavor. And yeah, I'm excited. I'll be picking up that graphic novel later today. I'm sure. Mm, good. So if people want to find out more about you and your work, book a chiropractic session, a coaching session, a shamanic healing, maybe a keynote seat, how can they do that? Cool. Thank you for asking. And I got to say, every time I speak, every time I do something, every time I meet somebody, my goal is that if we never see each other again on this planet, that I've left something, I've empowered them in some way. And so for all your listeners today that are wanting to be empowered, um, on my website at drmorganoaks.com, I've got a free opt-in. It's for a, a free training video around the six keys to living your top life. So if people want to check that out, see if that resonates with them, 
um, I think it's a really good way to look at where you're at and be empowered with some tools to move forward. And then, yeah, there's all the information about, about speaking, coaching, and everything else that I do there as well. What's next for Dr. Morgan Oaks? I am in the process of finishing uh, my first online course, which will be around Clarity, Courage, Inspired Action. Uh, that'll be coming out soon. And to be honest, I'm, uh, I'm in a place where I'm trying to transition my balance so that I can keep, I'm really loving being creative and I'm finding that my, the time spent on my business is limiting that. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking for support with more, you know, like virtual assistants. I'm just trying to, trying to hone in my life a little bit more so I can really spend more time doing the things I'm most passionate around with, you know, being creative and with speaking, with empowering people more in a, a direct way. Well, as you know, Sandra Yancey says, only do the things that only you can do. Oh, yeah, she, uh, I don't know. She, and I think she really lives it as well. She's a, a huge inspiration. And uh, yeah, anything I can do to, to support her work. I'm always referring people to the eWomen Network. It's been, for me, finding a place where networking really, business done with the heart, um, I think is a big way that I try to lead my life. And, and as an organization, uh, yeah, she's just set it up in a really amazing way to support that. Well, Dr. Morgan Oaks, chiropractor, shamanic practitioner, high-performance coach, and transformational keynote speaker, thanks so much for sharing your story with us today. Yeah, thank you, Kate. It's been a, a real blessing to be here with you today, and um, yeah, thank you so much. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. Back now with your host, Kate Fessler. One of the things I love about Morgan's story is he didn't stop once he got his degree. He kept listening, kept learning, and following his intuition, and where the universe was leading him. He turned a period of turmoil in his life into a journey of transformation. That's a great toolbox he's got to help people with a wide variety of things, all ultimately helping them to lead their best life. True story, while we were recording the interview, I had a coughing fit. This has never happened to me before while I was doing a podcast. I stopped the recording and he did a shamanic healing for me right over Zoom. Incredible stuff. You may have noticed that my voice changed partway through. That was after that happened. Not sure whether the shamanic healing had anything to do with that. It's an interesting effect. Morgan shared with me later that he had had an uncharacteristic bout of coughing earlier in the day. We mused about what that might mean for each of us. What do you think? If you have something to add to the conversation, please leave a comment on my Facebook page, First Class Life Solutions. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen. Follow the show to be reminded of upcoming episodes and please tell your friends. What's your story? If you'd like to share it on this podcast to inspire others, please click on the link at the bottom of the show page and fill out the survey. If it seems like a good fit, I'll be in touch. I hope you'll join me next week for another inspiring story of turmoil and transformation, of redefining success. 
Until then, cheers to your authentic first-class life. I'm Kate Fessler. Thanks for listening to Change, Redefining Success. EWN Podcast Network. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN Podcast hosts at EWNPodcastNetwork.com.